you don't knock them out. You don't have a Welcome to We Start With Movies. I'm your co-host, Augie. With me, as always, is Logan. So, as you're aware, We Start With Movies is a, is a movie-esque podcast uh, where we start talking about a movie picked by our special guest of the week, um, and then we delve into, uh, dive into a lot of tangents uh, throughout the broadcast. Uh, so, special guest, Mr. Lizard King, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, so I go by many names. Uh, we're going to go with Lizard King for the duration of this podcast, though. So we, we have to refer to you as the, the Lizard King. Uh, I mean, ideally, ideally, that'd be nice. Is the uh, temperature uh, in here uh, suited to your cold-blooded uh, <laughs> nature? <laughs> nature? <laughs> we'll make it work. Okay, all right. And, well, how, and I heard that your rise to king uh, was quite rapid. Uh, hopefully we can discuss that today. You know, you started as a meager lizard peasant. Um, and now you are ruling uh, the kingdom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's been a it's been a winding path I've gone down to get to where I am today. So <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So it's great having uh, my roommate. Actually, we had a couple of your roommates, Augie, uh, yep. Wisty here. Thanks for joining <gasps> us, Wisty. <laughs> I know the lizard king has shocker. been revealed. <laughs> no, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so uh, I always like to say uh, before we start the show uh, that we do not have a sponsor this week. Um, Last week we did, and that was a <laughs> that was kind of a faux pas on Augie's part. However, this <laughs> week we are not sponsored, but we have a verbal agreement uh, to showcase uh, non-carbonated Deja Blue purified drinking water. Um, it's the uh, the only water that uses the state of the art purification systems, including reverse osmosis, carbon filtration, and ozonation, uh, and they deliver a consistent taste and purity. Uh, bottled in Frisco. And that is Deja Blue, right? Deja Blue. Not a sponsor, but... Not a sponsor, but a verbal acquaintance. All right. So uh, every week we have a different guest on, and they choose a film, and they uh, have to choose an actor in that film uh, based off the previous film to get to the next film. So we've had three guests on, and Wistie is our fourth guest. Um, this week, as you can see by the episode title, is Warrior. So, uh, Wistoff, do you want to tell us uh, why you chose Warrior? How did you choose it? Yeah, so uh, it was actually a quite long and arduous process. Uh, Logan, you know, I made kind of a bracket of all the actors of all the movies they'd been in. Uh, and I kind of wanted to go with something that was more obscure. Like, there was a dude in the previous film who... Had a the Dark Knight Rises. Super small part, but he was like an older guy, and he was actually in Full Metal Jacket, so that was... Oh, Matthew Modine? Nailed oh, it. yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was in the in the contending, but uh, I, I chose Warrior because I noticed from my previous listenings to your guys' show that there hadn't really been a more serious action drama type film discussed that all been kind of comedy-esque. I mean, other than yeah, the Batman, Dark Knight Rises but. is a serious movie, but it's a superhero comic book movie. This this uh, film Warrior is more of a straight up drama. Oh yeah, with the with the MMA and fighting as the background. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to dive into this film. Uh, but first, as always, Augie uh, lists how we got here. So Augie, how did we get to Warrior? Ba, 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 ba. How <laughs> did we get here? All right, so uh, 
Week one, we started with our first guest, uh, Stefan, who picked Caddyshack. Um, week two, our guest was Aaron, who picked Get Smart. The connection between those two movies was Bill Murray. Um, last week, we had Max, who picked The Dark Knight Rises, whose connection to Get Smart and Dark Knight Rises was Anne Hathaway. Um, and this week, we have Warrior, starring Tom Hardy, who was in Dark Knight Rises. And there we are. That's our fourth film uh, that we're talking about. And Tom Hardy, uh, this connection, I'm really excited we could talk about another uh, film of his because he is just a tremendous actor. And I think this film really showcases how good of an actor he is. What did you guys think of the, of the film overall and him? Overall, I think he, he did like a very great, very good job. Really visceral, like emotional role. And um, the dude is built. Dude, I mean, honestly... I was, I remember hearing in the folklore the first time I saw this movie was like sophomore year of high school or something, and uh, there was a story being tossed around that Tom Hardy did upwards of like 1,800 or maybe it was 18,000 shrugs to get that like massive back built. Yes, he had some he was, serious traps. Yeah, his traps were huge, and I, I think an interesting thing <clears throat> that I noticed watching it this time is you don't see him with a shirt off until his first fight. I don't know if that was a deliberate choice or not, but he's always kind of in a sweater mm-hmm. or he's like wearing a shirt. And then the first time you see him and he takes it off and he uses that ring and he's just huge. And you're like, oh my God. Like, and then, and then that first fight, he, he just takes the guy out one punch. Oh, yeah. Was it just me or did he have like a little bit of an unusual like gait? Like his like back, he was like always like kind of hunched. Did anyone oh, else yeah, notice that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Did they, I don't remember them ever explaining. Any reason? For yeah, him, I don't know. Do you watch MMA often with you? I feel like you would a little bit more than Augie or me. I now. mean, I I really can't speak much to the sport. Uh, but I he's our expert, though. It sounds <laughs> like yes. the I is just our about to say that MMA expert <laughs> on the um, show. So, I don't know. I mean, it might have something to do with that. I think it might have something to do more with like a character kind of choice, like because he has like this dark past that he's hiding like especially bet, with his yeah. like marine corps stuff so very internal it might just be like hunched up just because that's like the physical embodiment of his emotional state but mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm reading too much into this i'm a i'm a business student not a film student so <laughs> but he would be our business expert <laughs> yes that's true he is also the business expert yeah what's what yeah what would you say got? something else or no, no that's oh, what, i that's thought you had something to say. oh okay <laughs> I thought that, that was like a segue into the next point. <laughs> okay, so uh, we always like to start off with um, the first time we saw this film. That could have been any, you know, when the movie came out, or in, in Augie's case, I just learned. It was today. Yeah, so... I watched this movie today while I was uh, cooking tomato sauce. <laughs> Was, just did, that big, dis- did that distract you? Just from a the big film? saucepan of ketchup boiling on the stove. <laughs> no, I was ma- I was making tomato sauce for some homemade pizza I'm doing tomorrow. But oh um, really? Yeah, I watched it watched it in the kitchen. Wait, um, how, wait, how often do you make homemade sauce like that for homemade pizza? I'm in- I'm interested. You know, this. I've I've never made homemade sauce for pizza, um, but I figured I would do it this time because I'm getting sick of jarred sauce like flavor. So I used my mom's like my her passed down recipe from her mother. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been sitting on the stove all day, smelling up the whole house like garlic. I got like four heads of garlic. Yeah, your uh, house like, smelled pretty nice. I, that's I like actually really up. interesting that you that you just made homemade sauce because Wissy and I were just talking about making some meatballs in a crock pot with some oh. homemade sauce. Oh, yesterday. we were actually. Nice. We're at, yeah, we are fries. Uh, we're not sponsored by fries though, so don't don't go looking for us there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, but I'm gasping. <laughs> yeah, so you, you watched it today. I mean, I was did. It, 
Were you as into it as you were The Dark Knight Rises last week? I know you mentioned that was the first time in a while that you were like really invested in the film. What what did this film speak to you? Um, I would I would say I was I was still incredibly focused. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't want after I finished like with what I was doing for the sauce. I just like stayed in the kitchen and continued to just put more and more garlic in it. And I just kept <laughs> chopping garlic because I was like, I don't want to go have to like so, rearrange myself into my so room as, to watch it or in the front room. As Brendan and Tommy were training for the MMA fight, you were just like you were just I was like chopping, chopping garlic. garlic. <laughs> you, were, right. you just kept throwing in more as exactly as Beethoven's chopping uh, it. Oh, did you? Yeah, are using the 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 mince squisher. I don't have one. I don't have one of those. Ooh, you don't have I a did. garlic crusher. I oh. don't. Dude. Oh, dude, that that changes. I just crush things. it like on the side of like the knife. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's chop it up that's a the, bit. Uh, the that's a good method for getting it real nice and chopped. See, so yeah. it really mixes in with the spaghetti sauce. Uh, but you're not doing spaghetti sauce though. You're doing pizza sauce. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, the rest it's gonna go on pizza. But the recipe that I'm using is a spaghetti sauce recipe. Oh, okay. Is that is that fine? I th- I think it should be permittable. Okay. Um, if any of the elders of the Spaghetti Sauce Council, you know, seek me out after this podcast, and I'm not here next week, you know what happened. <laughs> the leader of the old Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be fine. I I don't know if pizza sauce is is sweeter, or something like that. Or yeah, I don't. Really it seems know like it would what be the same. Makes the difference, but um, you know, when my mom makes homemade pizza at home, she always does like she uses the same sauce that I was like making today. So. Hopefully we're good. Yeah, well, dude, it's homemade. Like it's gonna, it's gonna taste good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. Yeah. Do you um, throw I mean, any carrots in there for some sweetness? Or, or I don't. That... I do like a like a just a single sprinkle of sugar. That's about it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, so yeah, pretty touch. acidic then. <laughs> it, it it's pretty it, it gets pretty sweet. Just I don't yeah. know how, but I mean you've you've had it before. I've I've brought it over to your yeah, house. Yeah, I before. think so. Yeah. Yeah, it must not be super memorable. I don't see what Oh, that is actually a good segue into a quote I would like to discuss. Oh, I forgot oh, okay, about that Okay, yeah, quote. we're jumping the gun right now. I'm sorry. No, I'm, uh, I'm glad Wistoff is taking the reins. Yeah, he um, kind of is right here. So when we were watching the movie, Logan was telling me that you take detailed, detailed notes on every film you watch. Usually I do, but because I was chopping garlic today, I, <laughs> I neglected to write anything down. Um, so I, I try to take a similar approach, and uh, with what Logan was saying, there's a part in the film when Brian Callen, as the announcer, is talking about Brendan Conley, who's uh, the brother who's not Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Brian Callen, so you're talking about the announcer, the, the announcer yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, Who was in The Hangover, I think. He played Eddie in The Hangover. At yeah. The little, yeah. Uh, well, he, he's a he's a comedian. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't realize he was an actual comedian. I I always thought he was just an actor. And then no, he's, yeah, like, he's a stand up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah we were mentioning Joe Rogan earlier. He's actually uh, inspired by him. That character in the really? film. Yeah. It's because Joe Rogan's like a big MMA guy or something like that. Yeah, and they're just pals in real life apparently. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, so yeah. what's your quote then? Oh, so. The quote is, uh, I remember him. I remember him being very unmemorable. So whatever we were <laughs> yeah. talking about before, and you said it was unmemorable. Oh, Augie Sauce. <laughs> I remember it being unmemorable. <laughs> no, I, I, but I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's good sauce. But yeah, I think what I kind of like about this movie is that it's like, it, it is a very serious movie. Yeah. But there are some moments of levity, like the com- the comic relief, as, as it's uh, called, uh, by those film experts out there. Um, that I think the film does a good job of balancing those more serious scenes with just like some realistic 
kind of more levity because I, I think I think that would be hard. It would be more difficult to watch if the film didn't have like the principal kind of and the kids watching from from back home at the high school and the announcers even because the announcers are supposed to be kind of like making witty kind of quippy things about the fighters yeah. and and I, I think that's a good quote right there. Um, okay, what's up? How about you? When did you first see the see this film? Um, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school, and I was at my friend's house, and it was like... Slumber party? Oh, big t- <laughs> Well, he lived like 45 minutes away, so it was... Uh, like, if we were going over there, we were staying over there for a while. Nice. Um, and I, th- I, I think, like, everyone fell asleep except for me, and I was just <laughs> up watching this movie, and then I would, like, wake people up and be like, watch this fight scene, it's so intense, and then we did. Yeah, <laughs> it no, it's... Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's... Like it demands your attention, at least for me. Like mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. this movie. Um, when I think was the this first is, time you saw it. Yeah, so the first time I saw this, actually, one of my friends in high school. I think it was probably around the same time uh, when we were sophomores. He he mentioned this film about like two brothers being these MMA fighters and competing against each other in this tournament, and and I thought it was a real mo- I thought it was a real story because it's it sounds kind of real. Like it, it. Yeah, it's very it's, realistic. Yeah, like it's pretty. Like it, it. I mean, the whole like tournament thing. Well, like the, there's 16 fighters and, and how Brendan uh, Conlon and Tommy Conlon, who are the, like not known as being actual MMA fighters, like or at least good MMA fighters, because Brendan is it was considered a, a, like a low tier fighter before he became a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that part's a little like you kind of had to like stretch your imagination for that to make sense. But it's a movie though. But I thought like the relationship between the brothers and the, and the relationship they have with their dad that just seemed like so re- so realistic. And when I first saw it. I, you know, I found out obviously that it wasn't wasn't real once I once I like researched the movie a little bit more. But I loved it from the get go, um, and then I think even watching it again in preparation for this, I loved it even more. Like I think this is one of my favorite sports movies. I think it's really? it's up there for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that good um, because it's just the like the characters um, are so good, and then and then when you see them fighting against these other other fighters, like the fight other fighters don't really matter as much. They're they're more like a kind of an obstacle for the for the fighter for for Brendan and for Tommy to eventually fight each other at the end. And oh yeah, we spoilers by the way. We always like to mention that from the beginning of the show, right when the show starts, we do like to mention spoilers. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll be talking about everything in this film. Anyways, though. Um, yeah, I, I think this is one of my favorite sports movies. Would you guys put it up there that much, or, or what do you guys have to say about this movie in, in that regard? Um, I could see it potentially um, climbing my list at some point, but after my first watch, I would say no. Okay. Because um, all, the, all the movies that I have in my, my favorite sports movie, Mount Rushmore, are movies that I've you know watched many times and like yeah. really Well, even Caddyshack's a sports into. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I, but I could see it definitely climbing the ranks, um, because there's a lot of like different elements in there. You know, there's this, there's the sports side, there's like kind of the weird, like parallel journeys, um, the that two brothers. are very seemingly different. Yeah. Of the brothers. And then also like the relationship, like with the father, Nick Nolte, um, you know, is like Nolte, Nolte, is it Nolte or Nolte? I, I think don't it's know. Nick Nolte. Nolte. Yeah. Nick Nolte. Okay. Yeah. Go. Nick Nolte. You've been going through your Nolte. whole life for us. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Um, but that, that's definitely something that, you know, uh, tugs the heartstrings and, uh, the whole, all those mixed together, I think make a good movie, but I wouldn't put it up there on my list yet. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Wistie? Uh, I definitely think it's one of the best like fighter movies 
uh, that's that I, at least that I've seen. Um, in terms of sports movies, I'm kind of biased because most of my favorite sports movies are about like fighters. Like Cinderella Man is arguably one of my favorite movies, and that's about a boxer. In the yeah, we we so. were talking about it yesterday after we watched it. A lot of fighting movies are these blue collar wor- guys from the East Definitely. Coast. Like we mentioned, like why is, this one. Why is like Philadelphia such a like a fighter city? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just the big kind of like old school cities because the fighter also was Mark Wahlberg. That's uh that's Boston, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Boston. yeah, and then Rocky, of course. I mean, Rocky's like mm-hmm. just yeah. I mean, that one's like one of the classic fighting movies. I thought there were like just piggybacking off this. There were a couple of, like the the tropes you see in a lot of fighting movies, like the East Coast, like the kind of the downtrodden, like hard luck kind of guy. Uh, not like from any huge amount of money or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I thought like this is a more minor point, but like the fact that Koba, the Russian fighter, who's just like an absolute animal, it was like, oh, he's unbeatable. It's like, oh, Dolph Lundgren. Like, exactly. Rocky. Yeah, like Rocky. That's what I was thinking. He's kind of like this Russian guy. Yeah. I I really like how the movie doesn't shy away from being very earnest. It's it's like a very earnest movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't. Because, you know, so many movies nowadays, it seems like, take, like, a Deadpool kind of approach where there's, they kind of, kind of like, make fun of themselves for it to work. I just really like how, like, this movie doesn't shy away from it being yeah, there's really this none of that. earnest, like, story between his two brothers and the relationship with their father. And that's why I think it's so good. The fighting's great. And they did get a lot of other uh, MMA fighters to portray those fighters that they, they go against in the ring. But I think it ultimately goes down to how good the they characters are written and in the performances of all the actors as we mentioned with tom hardy earlier he's great and then also joel edgerton um who wist who wist he cannot remember his name ever but he's in (laughs) he's in quite a bit of good things though he's a good actor um and then nick nolte as you said he's just a great actor also and he gives he gives probably like the most low-key performance of the film but it like all the scenes are so sad I know, God, incredibly sad. Like that one scene when he's on the driveway of Brendan's house. Oh God, that was that was probably the saddest scene of the whole movie. That for yeah, was rough. actually, I yeah. I, and then that was probably the saddest scene for me. And then the second saddest scene for me was probably when um, he goes down to talk to Tommy in the casino, and Tommy just like totally shrugs him off. Yeah, it, uh, God, it's that it's tough. Rough. No, yeah. yeah, like I haven't gone through anything like that with me my neither. family, but. But I, I still imagine. I still get it. Like, I still get it because it's just sold so well. It's yeah. written so well in the story. I mean, like, everyone's been hurt on all sides. And it's, it's like, you empathize with Nick Nolte's character. Like, oh, he just wants to be better. But then you also empathize with the sons. Who's like, oh, this guy, like, ruined our lives, basically. Yeah. I like, I like how the movie doesn't necessarily um, expose any specifics as to, like, what made him, like, such a bad father. Besides, you know... They, they the talk about the alcoholism. Yeah. They don't talk about any, like, really specific instances. They kind of, like, leave it up to uh, the viewer. I liked that. And there were, like, not really, like, yeah. any flashback scenes where you're like, okay, do I have to connect? Is this Tommy or is this Yeah, that's Brandon? true. Yeah, I didn't you think know? about that. They they kind of just mention that father. They leave the it father, open to interpretation. Yeah. It's, like, it, you, you find out that Brandon, the older brother, uh, stayed with the father. And then Tommy left with his mother, which is why he takes his mom's maiden name. Um, yeah, and it's just... Yeah, gosh, it's it's a lot to take in. They they pack a lot into this movie. Mm-hmm. And what Steve and I were saying when we were watching it, like I I feel like this movie has like no right being like this good. 
Cause, cause like oh, yeah. it's, it's just like, like it, it's very raw. Like the film, it's not the, like, there's nothing like so amazing or special about like the sh- the cinematography or yeah or like I, I kind of found some of it to be a little lackluster. I thought that, but I think that kind of goes into the rawness of the film. Like it's it does it's like the actors don't like look good. Kind of like them, you know, they're not like make they don't have like a lot of makeup to make them look good because like they're, they're these kind of blue collar. Uh, families. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's a teacher, but like they're still ch- kind of struggling through what they're going through, and it just I feel like it gives a very honest like documentary kind of feel to these characters, which I like a lot. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there, but when I say like I wasn't crazy about the cinematography, I'm talking like sort of specifically about the montage scene. Okay. I yeah. didn't like I didn't like that, um, and then. Yeah, well, I mean, when I think of like a great montage, like I think of Rocky. Yeah, immediately. that's a good one. And, and it's hard not to compare, like, this movie that's a similar... I mean, MMA's different than bi- boxing, but yeah. it's a similar kind of thing going on. But, yeah, yeah, they do, like, the different yeah, and, like, the uh, little, the, things the, on screen. The yeah, blocks are, like, See, floating. I kind of disagree. I, I you like that? like the way that they did yeah. it because, to me, it seemed like, in the beginning, it was, like, everyone seemed really nervous and stressed out about the upcoming opportunity, if it was even going to happen. And then throughout the montage... Like every good montage, the confidence kind of builds, and you see everyone getting better and everything. But it and there's w- two montages to show. That's why you have to show Brendan yeah. and Tommy. I th- <clears throat> oh gosh, Ooh. You, here have <laughs> some water. <laughs> oh, thank you. Some deja blue. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's because you have to show two uh, stories. Like you show Tommy's story, you show Brendan's story, yeah. building upon each other. I liked it, but I also thought like I feel like the Rocky montages set the stage for this kind of thing, but they also seemed a lot more upbeat to, in my mind than these than this one did. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that it goes well with this one since the movie is like darker. Like if you went if you took that like dark of an approach with Rocky, people would be like, whoa. It's yeah, like no. it's like a good middle well, ground. Rocky Balboa. I mean that movie's a little that movie's a little more grounded, I'd say. Yeah. The the one where he's older and he and he fights uh and he fights the younger a fighter it came out like two thousand six. I know. I never saw that one. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's, I know what you're talking. Oh, okay. About, yeah, right. I never saw it though. That one's a little more grounded than the other than the other Rocky films. But Adrian, <laughs> yo Adrian. <laughs> it's like a good middle ground between like the '80s like Rocky, like yeah, and then the Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal and like that one was intense. how like oh sad God. that movie is and like everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong and you just know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought this like kind of dance that line of, like, not too crazy, sad, intense, or, like, too crazy, like... Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a question for you guys I, that uh, reminded me of this. I was going to ask you guys about what you think of the film's use of uh, Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Did you guys think that was, a, like, an effective uh, choice uh, in, the, in the film? Because they use it in the montage, and then he uses it as his walk-up song every time. What are I your think... thoughts on classical music? <laughs> <laughs> I really like I like classical music in certain contexts. Okay. Um, but I think I would what, say that I think what it What type of contexts? Um, <laughs> I think when I'm trying to uh, like feel smart, like right. st- or like study, or nice I need like some good like black or not. Um, I, when I need black some good tie like, events. Um, yeah, black tie events or like background music. Um, I would say it's appropriate for that for those occasions. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I think it's because it it uses the theme, but it kind of. Adds like a it adds like a little bit of a modern yeah. twist. It seems like I don't I don't know if they changed it. And when the announce much, when the announcers explain like why um, Frank Grillo's character, um, the trainer of Brendan, was like using it like to keep them like calm and stuff. I was like I can I like that. 
I think that that's like yeah. a, like a unique like like twist on it. Yeah, and then they and they do say the announcers where they say, "Oh, he he uses he's known to use classical music to calm down his fighters." Like that's yeah. something that like is it adds like the world building of the, of the film, which I liked a lot. Yeah, if it wasn't explained like that, I don't think I would have liked it at all. Uh, I'm not a huge classical music guy. Other oh, than come on, you don't like listening to some at home when we're at, when we're, when we're chilling and and not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, no, you. Seem, I, I I could have totally guessed that about you. That you are not crazy. Wait, have you either. seen Amadeus? Uh, is that the Mozart movie? Yeah, it's the Mozart one. Where it's like it's like funny and it like well, it's like it's not his funny. character is like amusing. Yeah, like, like Mozart was like a childish person in real yeah. life. Um, yeah, I've seen that then. Yeah, I I love Amadeus. I don't know if I've you've never seen it. it. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, dude, it's really good. It's. That when, once I saw that movie uh, a couple years ago, then you I got like to take really up classical piano. Yeah, I know. I really <laughs> got into like listening to classical music. Really? Yeah. And then this movie not as much because it's not. It doesn't have as much. But yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Dude, it. Dude, don't get me wrong. Some classical music like is super good. Like it slaps. But other classical <laughs> music. Yeah. Mm, I don't Wait, what know. what does slaps mean? I think you need to inform our, know, our older it's viewers. The, <laughs> it's the lingo heard these days. <laughs> Apparently, uh, okay. if the song's good, it slaps. Okay, so let's get into the uh, first segment of the show, uh, the Suspension of Disbelief Award. Augie has this long... Presented <laughs> by an impossible shot to the lead pipe. Um, Do you remember the whole thing? I'm trying to. Uh, presented by an impossible shot to the lead pipe uh, by Andy Dufresne. Um, the that hole would never be big enough for him to crawl through suspension of disbelief award is what I'm yeah. is what I'm going with. Yeah. Oh, Shawshank was one of the movies yeah. I was thinking about for this as well because Morgan Freeman and the Lego movie. Oh yeah, well, side, I didn't side note. Ooh, I didn't think about classic. that. Yeah, so uh, I always like to bring up one scene every single week, and if you guys have one too that you can think of, that that it kind of takes you out of the movie, and I I'd say for me it was when. They say that Tom, or they show Tommy ripping off a door of a tank. <laughs> I mean, I know they're trying to show that he's strong, but yeah, but come on, kind of takes us back to the week two episode of Get Smart when the really tall Easter Island head guy rips the door yeah. off of the, the yeah, top of the true. building at the yeah. Cage but this there. movie is like completely serious, unlike Get Smart, which yeah. kind of plays it more for laughs. Do, do you get do, how hard would that be? Dude, see, I, I don't know, but just I've heard stories of, like, adrenaline kicking in and, like, of, like, 12-year-old kids, like, lifting cars off their moms and stuff. So, like, if you get a guy as built as that, I feel like that yeah, could exactly. and, and he's saving his, his, his friends and he's in the heat of battle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, that, I didn't think that was my suspension of disbelief moment. My suspension of disbelief moment was, I think, when... uh. Frank agreed to let Brendan go, like represent his crew at the at the Sparta. Yeah, but if that doesn't happen, the movie doesn't happen. Well, yeah, but at the same time, he's like he's an old fighter. He was never super great to begin with, and now like and and he, Frank has to put his his reputation, like, his dojo for his um gyms, <laughs> yeah, his gyms reputation on the line. Yeah, I that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get what you mean. Like, it's it's kind of like, it's it's unbelievable that these two brothers happen to be in this uh, fight. And, and no one finds out until after. But that's just, like, I think that's, like, what makes the movie so great. Like, it shows a human spirit. Like, the movie is called Warrior. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, like you have to, like, think about that. Like, the movie is called that because it's showing these, like, two guys that are just, that are, like, 
completely different. Brendan was always the underdog, and that's why the father didn't didn't train him. And then and then um, uh, Tommy Tom Hardy. Oh, I don't think about that. That's his name. Dude, there was a lot of actors that. in this movie, like Frank Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Frank Grillo. He plays the trainer. That's his name. Brian yeah. Callen is literally Brian Callen in the movie. Yeah, so. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, like very he's realistic. a different. They're like very different warriors, and and then yeah. also. Uh, Tommy is a is like a military warrior as well, and then Brendan just has like the the human spirit of being a warrior, and that's just it's so powerful. I liked how there was kind of that duality where Tommy was like this like insanely crazy strong like fighter, um, and he was like taking people down with like one punch, but like uh, Brendan's you know way to the top was like a lot more like calculated and like had to be He took a beating and he yeah. he used the the wrestling um, really, moves to yeah. like to get them to tap out. And I, I thought really that was cool. Li- I really liked how you could like see the, even though they were both progressing to the same spot but it was like in very different ways. Yeah, totally different tracks. And it and it and it totally goes through the you know the whole vein of the movie where it's like they were both like raised in like very different ways because like Tommy left with his mom and Brandon stayed with his father. It's like they have very different lives and very different fighting styles as a result. But at yeah. the same time, uh, I I feel like there are some parallels with them. They're both in very desperate, desperate situations, mm-hmm. and they're both trying to provide for their families. And yeah. in Brendan's case, his biological family. In uh, Tommy's case, uh, the family his of... His comrades. Yeah, fa- uh, his wife, buddy yeah. um, who got killed in Iraq. Uh so I thought it was interesting that, like, the motivations were, like, kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, like, Tommy just, like, railed through all these guys because he was just, like, a humongous gorilla, like, stomping people oh, yeah. out there. And then Brendan, it was, like, a battle of will against every single opponent. Yeah, yeah he really portrayed, like, don't give up. Like, he yeah. really was, like, the embodiment of that. So, okay, if this happened in real life, like, this 16... Like a, like a 16 man round robin in like MMA the or boxing. The war from the shore. Yeah. Sparta. The Sparta, yeah. <laughs> would you guys watch it? Like, would you, because I don't really watch boxing or MMA too much, but like if something like this happened, it, would you watch it? Like, in a guy like knocked out like three guys in a row, like immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, would, like, would oh, that would be like, a, would that be huge, you think, like in real life? I really do think it would be. And the whole thing takes place. They say that like this is like, you know, war on the shore, the Sparta, like battle. It's like a twenty-four hour like fight. Yeah, it's so over it's like, one weekend. Yeah. yeah, it's like people hardly they hardly have any time to, like rest. And it's like you got to put them back out there. Oh, sorry, and keep I was fighting. just tugging your headphones there, whisking <laughs> my. Back. I think. Oh, I would absolutely watch that. But I think that um, I don't think it could ever happen because I think like uh, people uh, would probably be like, you know, you're making these people that like have to like fight, like fight, like for your entertainment, like in oh. such a short period of time, like risking their lives for your entertainment, kind of thing, like that. Yeah. And so fly. is that your suspension of disbelief? A little bit. Say yeah. That, yeah. A little that bit. They went. They so Brendan, he his fights were like multiple rounds, and he but he had to fight like four times, multiple like for multiple minutes. That's gotta be so tiring. I mean, I don't think Tommy got hit until the last fight. No. Yeah. He Tommy. Like, Tommy had so much energy. He he barely exude any of it in but any the of the fights. The thing is, like, I think maybe in the past, like, it was okay to have several fights in a weekend for one guy. Yeah. But to have more than one fight in one night, like, just, I can totally see suspension of disbelief because, like, the toll that would take on the human body. Oh, yeah. Just being tossed around and, like, physically, like, there's no way you could get, like, refueled and be ready to go against some guy who's, so like, is that, stronger. is that body. enough for us to not talk about the movie the you rest of the episode? Get, you could not even get... <laughs> That refuel, refueled if you were drinking non-carbonated Deja Blue purified <laughs> drinking Do water. they sell carbonated Deja Blue? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
One of the other one of the other things I thought was cool about this movie in terms of like the plot was there were a lot of different parts where I thought that they were gonna go down like a certain alley, so to speak, of like the plot, and they totally didn't. Like when Tommy, when when is it Patty was his dad's father, yeah, Patty. When he's like give he's like give me like all the pills and like the drugs that you got, like you're not doing anymore. He didn't have like any relapses in the movie at all, and I totally thought that they were gonna have like a part where he's like. You know, he's close to the top and like Oh, you mean you know, for Tommy? Yeah, you mean? for Tommy. Okay, for Tommy. Yeah. Um I thought he was have a part where he's Patty like close does to the top have a relapse. and he like gets all like drugged out again. Um or like uh like one of them loses and like you know, beats the shit out of the other one. Um and then like or like Patty dies and it's like that's what reunites him. Um but I liked the I liked the path that they took. I thought that the path they took was Yeah. Good. It's a very it's grounded. It's not yeah. there's not like they have the confrontation with each other on the beach and God, what a sad scene. Oh, he's, dude, again, or like yeah. he, he's like, oh God, he's he. Uh, Tommy's just saying to him like, "Who are you?" Like, I, I this old guy. Yeah, he just he's just this uh, Vietnam vet. That's uh, that's yeah. helping me. Like, he doesn't he's even like, consider him his father. And the, and when he's like, he's like, "Tommy, I'm your brother." He's like, "Oh, were you in the Corps?" And then oh, yeah, that dude. was that was Oof. intense. Yeah. Yeah. I think the saddest scene though is in the casino when he throws the bucket oh, of quarters yeah. at him. That's like I felt so bad. Oh for my him. god! Like if you don't feel like a weight on your chest in that scene, you're, I know. you're not like sweating. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you're human. And all the coins that fell on the floor too. I mean, that would just like totally stress me out. Also. Yeah, I agree. There was a <laughs> in lot addition, of addition. <laughs> there was a lot of there coins. Were a lot of coins there. in there. It's like eight dollars on the floor. Right I there. know. <laughs> yeah, so it was set in Atlantic City, and I was reading that this film was going to be set in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but since it it was like this East Coast setting. He wanted the director and the writers wanted to uh, keep it on the on the East Coast. It was I would Gavin say I agree O'Connor. With that choice. Yeah, I think it, I think it works. I think Atlantic City is a is a big enough city, like in a big enough place like a Las Vegas that it would host something like this. Speaking of Atlantic City, they they very briefly mentioned it in the movie, but um, Atlantic City is the inspiration for Monopoly. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, they mention okay. that in the movie. Very, very <laughs> briefly. They do. Wait, line. they do it. They yeah. in the movie. Yeah, one of the announcers. But um, what would you guys say your favorite property to own in Monopoly is? Okay, so the the two most expensive ones are Boardwalk Empire, Park Place. Or, yeah, wait, is that is that just, a TV show? Just Boardwalk. Just yeah, that was <laughs> Boardwalk a TV show. Sorry. Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think a more pressing question is: Has have you guys ever finished a game of Monopoly? Oh yeah, yeah. I've finished. It's, it's yeah. broken apart some. Have you not? But I've, I've only finished one time in my whole Monopoly career. Remember when really? we played Dogopoly that one time? And <laughs> 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 it had like the different names. But I think one funny. of the better, better things to own. I think like owning all the railroads. I li- I like doing oh, that. Oh yeah, technique. or railroads and utilities. I think statistically they it. say that owning the railroads um, gives you the best return on investment um, because there's one on each really? side, and even though you can't improve them. Your chances of like hitting them like one each time give you like yeah because I like statistically how a more standard standardized income than someone could hit it every single time going yeah. across the board and no I, the utilities are like that too but no other spot on the monopoly board there's only two utilities yeah, there's only though. two yeah what electricity well, and water I yeah, I I mean what about gas La- and the and last time. <laughs> no gas well no internet in you know 1950s Atlantic City oh that's true right hell there that's might true. not even be internet in Atlantic City what now. about cable I've heard it's a dump. what about uh, they didn't have cable back then no. dude uh well I was doing some reading before the last time I played Monopoly some tips and tricks from the let's internet. hear it. Uh, apparently, if you get the corner that corner by like go to jail or it might be the free parking corner actually. Where it's like orange and red, 
Those are like I guess the those best. are the, that's the place to be. Apparently, and, the, and it goes orange. And what are, what are they? It's it's New York, Tennessee, and I don't. Oh, oh, like the roads. Yeah, I don't remember. See, I yeah, always I my family had a. Should a we look it up or should we, what, Okay, so every week we have this dilemma. Should should we look up what we're talking about do right we now? Or do we not look? Or it up? do we not look it up? Wissy, you have <clears> this, you are the deciding factor. You, I think that the podcast has to evolve to a point where. I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, but... Oh, wow, he, we're, Augie, we're already being compared to Joe Rogan. <laughs> wow. Dude, wow. high praise. Hey, hey dab me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> and for the older listeners out there, Logan just said, dap me up. <laughs> that, a, a rough translation for that is, give me some knucks. Yes. Knucks being knuckles, when you give a clenched fist to your buddy um, in admiration. <laughs> I think you got to get a guy in the other room who is on that computer that's, like, playing lo-fi jazz, except he's not playing lo-fi jazz. We can play no. some lo-fi jazz. <laughs> no, dude, not put the jazz music on. For some reason, listeners, there is a uh, jazz We can give him a brief taste, playlist. right? I don't think it's going to pick, pick up here. If you can hear the jazz music right now, Augie's slowly moving it up. Okay, it's not jazz anymore. It's definitely yeah, not jazz anymore. Well, it was jazz. So, we're, how, but yeah, you can you, continue. You gotta get, you gotta get like a like a little button that like buzzes in, and then you lean into a mic and you say like, "Hey, can you Google this?" And then like he buzzes back. So it's very inefficient, but like people know it's being worked. You know, so, Wisty, should we look it up ultimately? No, we don't have a guy to do that. Yet. Okay, all right, all right, we're not looking <laughs> it up. We're not, we're not looking it all up. Right, Max, let us look it up last week. So. Let the record show uh, well, that I like Max more. Now. Max, <laughs> but come on. But listeners, um, <laughs> if you're looking to you know beat some friends or family monopoly, go for the orange and the red um, properties that are adjacent to free parking and the railroads. Don't forget yeah, about and the those. railroads. You can't forget about the railroads. So my my favorite property I think to own is um, Marvin Gardens. Is I that love the first Marvin one? Gardens? No, it's in the yellow. I just like the the are those mid range ones, right? Uh, it's in between the red and the green. So it's the ones that, it's the set of properties that's adjacent to go to jail. Oh, okay, all right. I don't like, I don't like go to jail. I don't like I, it. I like go to jail. Really? Yeah, because when you're playing later in the game, you can go to jail, and then you're not running around the board, potentially. That's true, money. yeah, okay, so it's kind of, it but it's so random, though. The real hardcore players play, like, when you're in jail, you don't collect money on your property either. Which is a real oh, bite dude, in the ass. I think would, mm, that nope. seems like an official rule, but we can't look it up, so we'll never know. So, <laughs> and God knows we won't remember it when we walk through this door. <laughs> yeah. Leave. Okay. So, is Monopoly uh, the game like the longest game board game? Would you guys say, or do you think there's longer I mean, games? Risk is up there for sure. Yeah, Risk could take a long time. And when I when also, I play Risk, I like to implement a like you can do like three attacks like on your turn thing because otherwise. If you let people like just like stack as many attacks, oh, so as possible, you have it a could limit when you play Risk. Then sometimes that's what I do, like to prevent, you know, it for the sake of time. Okay. Because if if you have like a ton of troops like built up in like, you know, New Guinea, and you're trying to expand oh, outwards dude, from Australia, yeah, time. that's what I love. I just whole of an Australian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could you could do like fifty attacks and like you know sp- spread all across Asia. We should play soon. I think I love playing Risk. We should, should we, should we play Monopoly, too? Dude, last time right, I played... Let's get a little circuit going. Oh, I was getting mad last time I played Risk. What, was that with us? What or happened? Was it oh, no, not with you guys. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's just classic Risk, dude. Like, it I is. had... The statistics just weren't working out for me. I think if you're playing a board game and you don't get a, even a little bit irked at the people you're playing with, you're not trying hard enough. Oh, yeah, you're not being competitive. Or you're playing some, like kind of BS game, like apples to apples, that's, like, <laughs> meant to not upset well, anybody. Apples that game is super fun, though. <laughs> it is fun, but it's 
have you ever been mad at anybody playing apples to apples? Probably not. Yeah, you're always I can in a see great you mood. getting pretty angry. Dude, I, like, I remember people don't pick your I remember cards. being a little kid and getting very upset playing the Disney version of Sorry <laughs> with my sister. <laughs> oh, I no. oh, I could I could see I, you and your sister like, getting tired. Sorry, and I was like. What? <laughs> For those of you that do not know, we, we like to refer to Wistie's sister as Sistoff. Um, it's just a little fun fun thing that we call her. Okay, so... I, I don't on... know anybody else that calls that besides you. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's a good people. point. Okay, so on to our next segment. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> on to our next segment. It is where I was when the movie premiered. <laughs> Every week, uh, we like to showcase where we might have been in our lives when the movie came out. This week, as you can see right here, it came out on September 4th, 2011. Uh, we do this every week. Even if the film came out before we were born, we, we still but do fortunately, it. we were alive. Yeah, we were alive in 2011. Well, I was. I can't speak for Westoff here because he's in the Witness Protection Program, and we cannot <laughs> disclose his actual age. <laughs> That's true. Well, he already said he was a sophomore, so... <laughs> <laughs> when you first saw it. Actually, I don't know if the first time I saw it was when it came out. Do you, Augie, do you remember where you were uh, September f- in yeah, uh, September, 2011? Or, uh, 2011, we would have been freshmen in high school. Or, oh, gra- you're right. or graduated. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I I eighth grade. <laughs> so at this time in my life, I would have been like, you know, just starting high school, like a month in. Um, going to like football practice and stuff. That's probably about it. Yeah, I was pl- I I was playing football at that point too. I probably was in a similar position as you. But God, dude, those Arizona those Arizona summers when you're playing football. Oh, oh I bet that's terrible. Oh my terrible. gosh, it's so. I I always thought it was so bad. Like you know, August and September in Colorado, and I yeah. can't imagine Arizona. Yeah, you were probably were in a similar spot too, Wissy, Right? I mean, we were all starting. Oh yeah, yeah. Playing yeah, football I mean, like, freshman year. You got practice in the morning, then summer school, then weightlifting after summer school's over, and then. You went to summer school? school? (laughs) Dude, everyone did summer school around school. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was like, it was like, if you you did summer school, you could get like a study hall or you could like take a class Uh, ahead. So then senior year, I had like free four study halls. You were just studying all the time. Once football ended, (laughs) I was was learning. Once football ended, dude, I just. Oh boy, I just love studying. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of class like right after lunch. And then I would just go home and eat, and then I gained like twenty pounds because it wasn't working out. So, what's your favorite after school snack? Oh, I, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like this. I don't know what. I think for me, actually, one of you go. <laughs> I can't even think <laughs> of anything. <laughs> Why did you get so excited? Dude, you're like that. You're like you're like that that one kid that we know, and we don't know if he's listening or not. But that one kid that we know who will willingly raise his hand. To answer a oh, question yes. and then yeah. not know it. Yeah, that kind of was that. Well, I just, I just got excited by this. You sound like you had something like loaded in the chamber. Oh, like, really, oh. you're, you're on deck, like, oh boy. I'd say my, my favorite after school snack is probably either like salt and vinegar chips or like a popsicle. Oh, okay. Oh, popsicle. I, ate, I was I more ate, of a popsicle at night kind of I thing. I ate half oh. a box of popsicles today. Did you actually? Yes. You look like you ate half a box of popsicles. Well, thank you. Yeah, your skin <laughs> Am I looks glowing. Little, yes. Looks a little dry. I, I love popsicles, dude. No, I, I did too. Wait, which Bomb kind? Pops. Yeah. Just like rocket things. No, I I get dude, the Astro uh, Pops. I'm a. Is those, that the same thing? I like yeah. I like yeah I like those, but I always buy the like the grape cherry orange pack. The oh, with so the cream filling or the straight up. 
No, straight no. up. No, straight cream up. Oh, dude, the cream one's pretty good. Mm. You would like cream. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you like that? Um, I think I, would, like would I was thinking, like, when I was in elementary school, like, after after school, I would really like those, like, cheese and pretzel little snack pack things. Like, you know, oh, the, yeah. the processed cheese and, and the, like, the really Can we talk about pretzels? how that cheese didn't have to be refrigerated at all and, like, <laughs> oh, and, like you could bits? hold it upside down. <laughs> yeah. And it, oh, and it or go the anywhere in that yeah. with the like the plastic yes. rectangle that yeah, you had yeah. like as a scooper. Yeah, and yeah, and then <laughs> like, like or it was with the it was like a shovel. <laughs> it was like a little red shovel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Though I that's what I got excited about. I was thinking that because I haven't had those things in years. Like it's been so long, and I don't know if I was still eating those after after school and Warrior came out. But that's <laughs> what I had when I was younger. Though. These two men in this movie are fighting to the death for their family. Eating for like a, a snack pack to win a five million dollar purse, and Logan's like. Ooh, some pretzels. <laughs> dude, I felt so out of shape when I was watching this movie. They, yeah, I did too. Tom Hardy especially, dude, he is jacked. I know we mentioned yeah. that. God, I felt really out of shape last night. Even Joel Edgerton, like he's got some meaty forearms. No kidding. In this film. I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna pro- portray a professional athlete, I feel like you should have. Oh yeah, well I yeah. I totally think like this is very similar to. I mean, imagine if they had like Kevin James in there, you know. Well, did, there's been he, some big boys wait, in the MMA. Wasn't Roy Nelson. Kevin James in like an MMA comedy? I was feel he? like he was. I, I don't feel know. Like, like the takedown or something. I don't follow Kevin James. Oh, damn, we can't look it up. We can't look up. You gotta wait till we get the new internet sky. Ah, jeez, I really want to look it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, I think it's similar to as I was saying with like superhero um, films when the actor gets like really big for a superhero movie. It's kind of like that. Um, cause there's a lot of, you know, th- those actors get like really big for those roles too. Oh yeah. And, and I, actresses too get like really good, like oh, yeah. Brie Larson and Captain Marvel and Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. They just get in like really good shape. Well, we were, we were watching a uh, layer cake on Monday or I was watching layer cake on Monday as a possible, uh, yeah, well, I was Hardy watching thing. it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't huge in that movie by any means. And but I don't then for James Bond though. Yeah. We, yeah. So, so Wistia almost chose layer cake because of the connection for I've that. I've never seen that movie either. What was oh, the connection a, again? Uh, Tom Hardy again. Oh yeah, yeah. He's it was like Tom a Hardy. he's like a scientist student. Yeah, yeah, spe- yeah. He's speaking of his physique, he was like super skinny because yeah, that like, movie came out in two thousand four, and he was just like really skinny, and it was really huh. odd because like it's it's weird seeing like a Tom Hardy like that because it seemed like he's always kind of yeah. like a big guy. Um, yeah. Speaking of super of super skinny, did you guys see the new uh, Joker trailer that came out today? Oh, yeah. Creepy. Yeah, I know, we, it really we loved it. Unsettling. Yeah, in I really a good liked way. it too. Yeah, we we mentioned uh, the Joker movie last week actually because uh, we were talking about like a trailer coming and yeah. just and it came out in a week, which is actually really interesting. Uh, yeah, the Joker trailer was great. I I thought it was amazing. Me too. Me I thought too. it showed I, a little bit too much. What do you guys think? I, I don't I, think so. I thought it just showed him getting beaten up a lot. It like, did. Yeah. <laughs> and then like. Him crying and smiling, like I, I don't, I don't, I feel like there's I, a lot to work with. There I saw still. a lot of, I saw a lot of, um, like parallels to Taxi Driver. Oh yes, okay, yeah, with De Niro, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like, see what you mean. It looked like it was like a man's like descent into like madness. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's actually, yeah, it's a good connection there. Which it's interesting, as I mentioned last week, Martin Scorsese is a producer on this, so. I don't know if he oh, had any say he? on the story. I don't know how big of a producer he is because I can't look it up. Wistie won't let me. I'm very excited to see that movie. Yeah, no, I am too. It's uh, coming out later this year, so um, yeah, yeah that'll be that'll be exciting to see. Okay, so on to our next segment. Uh, let's do the let's. I know Wistie mentioned a quote, but let's do a uh, the quote that we'd like to mention that we haven't talked about yet. Okay. 
Do you have one, Augie? I do have a quote. Um, mine would probably be when uh, Brendan was talking to Frank, his, his buddy-slash-trainer, uh, about like uh, entering into the Sparta War on the Shore tournament, and Frank says, you talking about, or, uh, so, so Brendan says, I know this isn't a great time, it's too bad about Marco, but what about me? And Marco is, was Frank's original um, hopeful athlete to enter into Sparta. And uh, Frank responds by saying, you talking about Sparta? Brendan, please. You got a better chance of starting a boy band. <laughs> I liked that. I thought that was pretty funny. I yeah. like that, like that, um, that kind of crass, like, come on, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like very, that. like, like, yeah, what, yeah, what's going on? I'm there? a fan of those. Yeah, um, my quote, let's see, where did I have it here? Oh, I, this, mine was, kind of, I, I wanted to mention this one because I think it, like, showcases the relationship between Tommy and his father, uh, Patty, in the best way, when Tommy says, I think I liked you better when you were a drunk. That was chilling. That was chilling yeah. when he said that. Because he said it twice in the movie, right? Yeah, he once says the it. and then once the casino. Yeah, that was chilling. Yeah, and it's just, like, because... His father's trying to re- reconnect with him again, and it's just not working. Yeah. And it's so sad because he tried to do. He he's like trying to make up for what he did, but the but the kids have moved on. Mm-hmm. As they as they said, Brendan and Tommy don't need him anymore. Cats in the cradle, Logan. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know that all too well. I know. I know. From your karaoke. Stint. Yeah, yeah. Last week we we had a karaoke uh, bender, and I sang a lot of songs about fathers. Yeah. Cat Stevens, father and son as well. Yeah, I I was on that train, and then this film just came in at the perfect moment to, to bookend those. Definitely. <laughs> I know I already mentioned a quote earlier, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's over. hear another one, shall we? Yeah. Um, I thought a a pretty powerful quote was uh, when they're in the diner and they're just beginning their like relationship again, Tommy and Patty, uh, and Patty says uh, the the devil you know is better than the devil. You don't, and Tommy like finishes the sentence, and it's like, it's like, Tommy's gonna go back and train with this guy who literally like ruined his life as a child because of his like alcoholism and everything else, and it's just like, huh, like I don't know. I thought that was just very like, perfectly suited towards like, their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's pretty relation, relevant. Yeah, yeah the it's relationship between the two of them at at that point in the movie was incredibly tense. It oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, with Tommy and um, and Brendan, you mean? No, Tommy and Patty. Oh, Tommy and Patty. Oh yeah. I when mean, that's kind of like the through line of yeah. the whole film, yeah. Because uh, you get more scenes with them two together because they're the ones that are training. Yeah, Augie, you're itching your eye a lot today. I know. I have good? my my allergies are are busting my balls. This time of year, <laughs> this time of year, yeah, this time of year. Oh my no, eyes I like agree. Really yeah, dry April, it, March and April and May are not good months for the trees for me. are getting it going yeah. in a bad way. But I think they say, and I learned this this tip from my dad, they say that it helps um, reduce your allergies if you take, like, a spoonful of, like, local honey. <laughs> honey, you say? <laughs> dude, Wistov loves honey. <laughs> Do you eat a lot of honey? Oh, dude, yeah. Put on everything. I must be why you're glowing so much. Dude, I'm pretty warm yeah, in you, here you're, now. You're shoving popsicles down your gullet, and we're, sh- <laughs> and we're slipping down honey. <laughs> honey by the gallon. <laughs> yeah. no, we, we do really like You're honey. like Pooh Bear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every week uh, we like to talk about a movie that one of these actors is in that I don't think we'll be able to get a chance to talk about. 
And I was looking at the actors in this, and there's not as many actors in this as I thought. Like, there are, it has a pretty good cast, but um, I was thinking that we could mention briefly Transformers. So Who's the connection trans- uh, in Transformers oh, with Dunn. this is Kevin Dunn. He plays a principal in Warrior, and he plays uh, Sam, Sam, Sam father. Dad. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's dad. Um, yeah, Shia LaBeouf's dad in the movie. <laughs> um, and I know he's in the other Transformers movies too, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about this one pretty briefly here. Um, what do you guys think of the original Transformers one? The one that came out in 2007. Dude, I really like the first Transformers. Me too. I do too. I, too. I actually... The sequels... If it's on, I'll watch it. But like the first Transformers, like I'm all in. It's like I am Optimus Prime. It's like oh yeah, you are, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, oh god. So. Yeah, and the music in that movie is like incredible too. The score is awesome, and then like all the like the Linkin Park songs were like <laughs> oh totally you're right because that was like that two thousands yeah. like grunge I remember, period. Yeah, yeah, I remember I bought like the song the What I've Done song uh, by Linkin Park on my iPod. Is that the song that ends the mini. film? Is it might be. I bought it on my iPod. We're not just from. It's like yeah. tiny, tiny yes. Transformers. Yeah. They're out like there. we like are the here. Semi, just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually really like the first one. And the effects hold up really well for being a movie that uh-huh. came out twelve years ago now. And uh, I think the story in this one's pretty good. Like I like I like how Megatron is um, is like still like, kept in the ice until the movie starts, which. Which that kind of reminds me a little bit of the upcoming Godzilla King of Monsters film that's, that's coming out later this year. True story with, with Megatron being kept in the ice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that happened in the this is documentary. That happened right? in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> no, but the uh, the Godzilla King of Monsters movie that's coming out later this year, which I'm hyped for. Me uh, too. They they do that same thing with King. Ghidorah. I love Godzilla. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, actually, Kevin Dunn is in the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla. As well. <laughs> you know, I remember seeing that. I was I was looking through. Early. Yeah, yeah, he's also in that. So, um, but yeah, are you guys excited for? Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. I am. I think it should be really good. I don't yeah. think I've seen anything about it. But oh, you haven't. When I was a little kid, I really liked the, Those... the old timey Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah, Gajor. Or how do you say? His, I forget how you say it in Japanese. Um, uh, Godzilla's name, but the the film that's coming out later this year. Uh, there's been two trailers, only two trailers, and I think they've been some of the best. Uh, movie trailers in the past couple years for any mm-hmm. movie. Like, there's some of my favorite ones ever, um, and I'm so excited for it. And, and uh, for Transformers, at least, um, th- I, I heard Bumblebee wasn't that bad, the one that came out last year. I, I never saw it. Did you guys see it? No, I heard it. It was pretty good. Directed by Travis Knight, son of uh, Nike founder Phil Knight, actually. I don't know if there's huh. any Wait, nepotism there. Quick but... question. <laughs> if, you, if you like a trailer... Historically speaking, for your personal experience, yeah. if you really like a trailer, is the movie always live up to the Ooh, hype? Ooh, that's actually a good like, argument. No. Um, if you are like super in on a trailer, it's like, and then you go see it, it's like, wow. That, yeah. That okay. Good. I've I've been I've been bamboozled. I don't Me know too. if that's the right <laughs> word by a couple trailers where I thought the movie was gonna be amazing. Here, I'll give you two examples. One, I thought the movie was gonna be amazing, and my dad even like cried in the trailer. It was Man of Steel. It was that third Man of Steel trailer where they they like have the Superman theme in it. I thought it was going to be amazing. It was coming right off the Dark Knight Rises, like we mentioned uh, last week. And I was so excited. And the movie is all right. I don't, I don't love it. I don't think it's the worst thing ever, but it just didn't live up to what I thought the trailer was going to be. And then on the flip side of that, um, a movie that did live up to the expectations. I guess that wouldn't be the flip side, but the flip side would be a movie that the trailer sucks, but the movie is great. But the, the movie that the trailer was great, and I was like super excited for the movie, and then I loved the movie, was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That tra- oh, yeah. I love I love the trailers because they had like the 
they had the classic songs in it, like the uh, uh, Ooga Chaka. Um, uh, what's the name of that song? Is it Hooked on a Feeling? Yeah, Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> like that. That was like uh, I was. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Bum, bum. yeah, I I was so excited for that movie when that trailer came out, and then I loved the movie like the first time I saw it, and still like I still love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you, do you can you think of anything about or no? I mean, you asked the question, so you, I don't know. I mean, like. The only thing that comes to mind, at least recently, is uh, Infinity War. Every trailer, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, my God, this movie's awesome. Yeah, well, okay, what's our, what's our hype What's our hype scale this week for Endgame? I, I, it went up for me. Yeah, me I think too. It's, I, th- I think it broke the we scale. We got our tickets. Yeah, we got our tickets. We are excited to go. They released that, that new one-minute little teaser. Oh, jeez. Isn't it amazing that, that the world can be captivated by a, a minute of something? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, because we've been following these characters for so long. I know. Well, about a purple monster and people in costumes. Yeah, it's yeah. He's not a, Thanos isn't Grimace. a monster. <laughs> Grimace. When, He's misunderstood. Like when Star-Lord calls yeah, him Grimace. <laughs> Your nutsack of a face. <laughs> I, uh, I would say a um, couple movies with the trailers. Um, s- the Man of Steel one would be one for me that also, like, the trailer looked, like, super promising. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, damn, he gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and then number two would be um, Christian Bale's Hostiles that came out. Was it oh, last year? Oh, yeah. Two years I still haven't seen that. I remember, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry to ruin it for you, but I thought the trailer was like looked incredible. I was like super excited to see it. And then it was kind of a letdown in yeah, the theaters. Yeah, it was. Okay. Oh, yeah, you saw in theaters then. I okay. did, yeah. Yeah, he, Christian Bale's in, in uh, another great Western, too, 310 to Yuma. Yeah. I don't know and what the trailer is like for that one. Yeah, that's Arizona. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, but I, I think that's, like, sometimes a problem. Like, the trailers are kind of, like, its own story. And studios don't make trailers. I don't know if you guys know that. Who does make the trailers? Uh, there's companies that make trailers. Oh, really? So, depending on, like, the studio and the director and how much the director has power, um, they'll send footage. And sometimes they'll send, like, way too much footage over to these uh, pr- uh, trailer production houses that they, like, show everything. But sometimes, though, when the movie is, like, a guaranteed hit, like Endgame or, or Infinity War... They do it themselves? They don't do themselves, but they only send a certain amount of footage so that they can't show them. So uh, trailers are its own thing. So that's why sometimes trailers are don't match the quality of the movie because it's, like, its own kind of story that you have to tell within, like, two to three minutes. Oh, well, circling back, there is a trailer that I was, like, super hyped about, Suicide Squad. I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, this movie is gonna kick Dude, ass. Dude, DC, and they then, have like, great trailers a lot. Watched of times. it and was like, well, I could just watch the trailer. That DC it, is basically. DC is really like claw, trying to claw its way up, and the, the I I I think of DC as like in like a like six foot grave, and they they keep trying to claw themselves like out of the dirt, and the roots that they're like grabbing onto like on keep the slipping. sides keep like. <laughs> Being pulled well, out, Wonder so. Woman's a good movie. Oh yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman. Wonder Woman was great. I and I liked Aquaman actually. I, I was kind I of a fan it. of that. Um, yeah, and really then Shazam like is getting decent reviews. So yeah, um, the original it's about time Captain they try Marvel. something a little new. Yeah, that's true. We've never seen him. Yeah, I I like how they're showing these characters that have never had an on screen. I think that guy looks way too much like David Schwimmer though. <laughs> oh, Zachary Levi? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think the he looks too much? <laughs> really? I think he does. Yeah, I mean, I, I can <laughs> see what you mean. But I think he, he's... You remember, he was Chuck, remember that? <laughs> no, I never watched that show. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> okay, so back to Warrior. Um, oh, back to Kevin Dunn first. Oh, yeah, okay. And well, Kevin Dunn's character in Warrior. He yeah. was some nice comic comic relief. Principal yeah. Vito. You see him Zito. watching the... the, yeah. the 
<laughs> the uh, the fight at home. And get up, get up. Yeah, get up. yeah, and he, yeah, and it's like that was literally us. Westoff and I were we're like like our yeah, hearts I were beating, and I and I, and I like, yeah <laughs> I was holding my hands really tight. Yeah. The uh, the thing that I thought was interesting about of his job and his like position of seniority or power over uh, Brendan's character as the school principal with this superintendent like bearing down on him, like as a in like a work capacity, he was like, oh, it's unacceptable. But as a human being, it was like, oh my God, yeah, like look at him go, he's doing his thing. And like, I don't know, I feel like there's a deeper message there somehow. Yeah, but. well, I think like at first he kind of seems like an asshole because he's like, Brendan, come on, like, why do you do this? And he's just like, dude, I got I to gotta get money or I'm yeah, going to get like evicted out of my house. Wall. But then, but then like, as that scene, like right before it, uh, he, he goes to like talk to the superintendent, he's like, so you won the fight, or like he and then, and then you see it later on when he's like watching him, and then and then he decides to have like the the watch party at the high school, and you're like, okay, like that's why I feel like it's a realistic movie. Like it's not a lot of times I think movies will just like add dramatic tension just to add it, and I think this one does it like in a realistic way. And we 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 did mention that a lot last week with the word realistic. Sometimes it's like, like what when we talk about that, like what do you guys think? Like do you think it's because like the movie just has, like, believable performances, or do you think, like, the story, like, makes, like, sense logically? Like, you, what do you guys think about that? I would say both of those things combined are, okay. are important. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's part of it as well. Okay, so we are wrapping, uh, getting close to wrapping up here. Uh, we've been talking to for about an hour, it looks like. Um, Something else I got to say is, um, what were your guys' thoughts on the symbolism of... Uh, Patty listening to the audiobook of Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, I don't know. Because, um, like, in the book, you know, Captain Ahab was, like, his, his own anger prevents him from being able to have, like, a clear path to... Yeah, so he's obsessed with finding fail. Moby Dick, mm-hmm. and um, he's... He's trying to... Uh, like, it, it consumes him. Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. like, is that Tommy? Or is that... Is it, or is it Patty being obsessed with trying to get back with being with his kids and he's, like, failing? Yeah, I would, I would probably make the argument that it could be all three of them in a separate capacity. Yeah. Do you think, wait, do you think Brendan, uh, there's, like, a can, there's like a parallel there with Kip, Captain Ahab and Brendan? I think so, yeah. Like, I mean, Brendan's like, drive to, like, save his family and, it, yeah, and he's, like, he, so focused on it. It's positive, I think, but, um, yeah, I, I think that was an... I liked how the movie starts like that with, like, too. you hear, like, the... You hear the um, oh, Augie's phone's going off. Yeah, is that is that an is. hour? Is that is it time to take your? Oh, take it's your... time to it's time to take my pills. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, well, before we close, uh, there's two things I would like to say. Uh, one, I thought symbolism was a huge piece of this movie, and uh, I think in the final fight when his boys are fighting against each other, and Patty shows up right at the end and then just walks away and they walk into the tunnel together. I thought that was like emblematic of their whole family dynamic since day one, like the boys taking care of each other and the dad just not being there. And then two, when Brendan is kicking Tommy's ass in the fight and he's just like holding him and like choking him out and just like saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know. I thought that was very like a callback to kind of like goodwill hunting. Like, yeah, I actually was just thinking that. Yeah. I was just thinking that because, because Tommy wasn't listening to anything that Brendan had to say the whole movie. And then at the end when they fight each other and he's just like, and they they're in that such like a like emotionally unstable like part like they're literally fighting each other and then he's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 
And that's all he needs to say. And like, and Tommy taps out, and then they go out together. I love how it ends there. Like the movie ends at the climax. Yeah, because you could. I mean, you could go a little bit further with the resolution, but then it's like, it would it would kind of be toned down a little bit. But going out with the climax certainly gives it like an intensified effect. Yeah, and I like the song that they cho- they they uh they use at the end of the film. I was reading on IMDb trivia, or Imbed, as Wissy was saying, that uh, the the song I forget the name of the song, but uh, it was used uh, as it was used like when they were writing the the movie while they were like writing it they were just playing that song really? like, the whole time yeah it's like oh, keep them going cool. to like be like this is like our end kind of goal I love the ending of this film I think it's I think it's such it's such a powerful ending it's it ends right at the climax you don't see any like thing like you said after it and I think that just makes it all the more impactful some questions I have though because they ended it where they did so so Tommy goes to jail yeah Brendan's got the money so but I. Or is five Brenda, million? Is, yeah, is probably gonna let Tommy, you know, sit in the slammer for a little bit. Well, he went AWOL. I don't know what the I, I think what like is the criminal punishment for that. that. I think military police it goes through military court and they just handle it. I'm sure sense. it's like not like something that's like oh it's a slap on the wrist. Like, yeah, it seems exactly. pretty serious. It's pretty so. serious, but also he was like a war hero. Yeah. So that might have that might have something to do. With, but but I don't think that matters though, right? I think that's why the film ends because the, yeah. what matters is their relationship. That's yeah. why it ends there because it the emotional climax of the film ends at the when, when the, with the tap and I'm sorry at the same moment as like the climax of like the the MMA Sparta fight does. But there's as well. still the logistical question of like, there oh, is. if Brendan got five million, does he give one million to Manny's family that survived? Yeah, him or how whatever. much does he give? Does yeah, he, I does think he bail out Tommy with you know whatever he can. Yeah, I I think th- yeah I think those are like important, but Do they I think there's their a reason. Relationship with the with their dad. Oh yeah, I agree. Does Brendan re- renew his relationship with Patty? I think a little bit because I think I think you Does s- like Patty pa- finally meet Rosie and Emily, Brendan's oh, daughters. Jeez, that was sad. Oh, God, sad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, any other final thoughts? Awesome movie. If you haven't seen Warrior. It is eight years old, so and we did spoil it in this podcast, but you should still watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I, 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 I would highly recommend it to, um, just it's just great. Like I don't, I don't even know like if it's like just for sports fan, sports movie fans. Like I think it's just a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's where its strength comes from. A good movie of like grit. Yeah, yeah. The human spirit. It, yeah, the human spirit. Family, determination. So every every week we like to uh, to rate the movie. Um, Augie and I have weirdly been, like, super consistent with how we rate them. Um, y- you'll see. You'll see when we, we rate them. Augie, do you want to go first this week? Or? Sure, sure. I will go, uh, I will give this movie um, 15 KOs. Okay, all right. I would I would give this movie about uh, four uh, audio recordings of uh, Moby Dick. I'd give it a, 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 a first-round tap-out. Oh, okay. Once yeah. again, again, I think... We're all right on the same. Yeah, right point. on the same points right, right the money, there. Baby. And I mean, I, I know I love this movie. I think a little bit more than you, Augie. But I think. Uh, I think all in all, in our but, grading system, yeah, I think the ratings are, are we're weird. right there. Yeah, weirdly always the same. Okay, so um, at the end, uh, like to always, even though I've never done this, I would I, I'd like to always thank uh, my mom for uh, making our logo. Uh, we I've forgotten to do this the past two weeks, <laughs> and also for our good friend Marcello, who we will have on as guests in the future, I'm sure, uh, for creating the uh, music, the intros, and all the uh, little bumpers and the outro music. So yes, shout out to my mom thank and you Marcello both for your contributions. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, 
So that's that's the show. Yeah. Wistie, thanks for joining us, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, and thank you to the listeners also. We've been receiving lots of fan mail. Um, <laughs> we're not quite at the point where we will start an Instagram page yet, but still we not really, at hundred listeners. <laughs> we really appreciate we really appreciate your comments. Some of you reached out to us, and it means a lot. Yeah. Well, my name's Logan. I'm Augie. And, and thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> this is we, we start, start with movies. movies. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Sponsored by Deja Blue.